focus on headline. All right, let's take a look at what major issues are making the headlines today on Focus on Headline. For this, joining us in the studio, we have our reporters in Son Mian and Cha Yung Kyung. Guys, welcome back. Good evening. Good, Good evening. evening to you guys. We're going to start things off, of course, with the big news over the weekend. We had the G7 summit over in Hiroshima, Japan. Of course, uh, President Yoon Suk Yeol uh, taking part in the three-day uh, summit there. Uh, he was invited, uh, of course, South Korea, unfortunately, not yet, and part of the G7. There has been uh, talks before to increase the membership to G8. Uh, it used to be G8 uh, back before Russia was part of the membership until their uh, annexation of uh, Crimea uh, lowered the membership to G7. There's been talks about how South Korea, because on the ranking, they are the next eligible country to be a part of this big major economy. But South Korea, not yet part of the uh, the, the the major economies just yet, uh, so you have to be invited. Uh, he was, of course, uh, the fourth South Korean president to be invited and attend the G7 meeting there. President Yoon, of course, had a busy schedule of diplomacy. We're going to take a look at his uh, schedule in details. Myun, you're going to start us off here. Sure. So President Yoon indeed had extremely tight diplomatic schedules for three days in Japan. During his G7 summit visit, he held bilateral summits with leaders of participating countries, including Japan, Australia, the UK, Vietnam, Indonesia and India. So some of the key highlights from the visit are, for example, a trilateral summit with US President Biden and Japanese Prime Minister Kishida. So during the trilateral summit, three leaders discussed strategic measures to upgrade their trilateral cooperation to jointly respond to North Korea's nuclear and missile threats, uh, instability in regional supply chains and the energy crisis. Now, back on the main stage, uh, President Yoon attended three expanded sessions at the G7 summit involving his counterparts from the bloc and the seven other invited countries. During the sessions, Yoon pledged an additional 24 million US dollars to the Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness Innovation this year, which is an amount nearly triple what South Korea had contributed to SEPI so far. Moreover, President Yoon announced South Korea's decision to join the climate club established by the G7 and actively push for carbon neutrality policies while fostering new um, low-carbon industries. Now, the series of actions was in line with President Yoon's commitment to increasing Seoul's role and contribution to the region as a global pivotal state. This is in response to Western warnings against Russia and China, which have touted solidarity of values based on liberal democracy. So as the G summit as well. Now, I mean, the whole agenda focused on discussing strategies to counter the war in Ukraine and somewhat China's growing influence in the region. Now, the Ukrainian war remained as a centerpiece above all topics in the G7 summit, and the leaders of the G7 strongly condemned Russia's aggression in Ukraine in a joint statement on Tuesday and expressed their continued support for Ukraine whilst announcing um, further sanctions against Moscow. Remember, as I mentioned uh, earlier, 
that Russia used to be a part of this group. It used to be called a G8. And uh, Russia was part of this group. They were removed from their membership because of the annexation of Crimea. So it's all sort of started off with Ukraine. And we knew that there were going to be a lot of things focused on uh, Russia-related issue, uh, a lot of issues when it comes to China. We'll talk a little bit more about that uh, in the program in just a bit. But in the meantime, U.S. President Joe Biden, of course, invited uh, President Yoon and Prime Minister Kishida uh, for another meeting in Washington during a trilateral talks uh, over in Hiroshima. Yoon Gyeonga, give us the details of this trilateral summit. That's right, SJ. Like what Mion reported previously, South Korean President Yoon Seok-yeol met with his U.S. President Joe Biden and Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida in the G7 Hiroshima summit. According to Reuters, a U.S. official said that Biden invited his South Korean and Japanese counterparts for another meeting in Washington. Lee Do-won, the spokesperson for Seoul's presidential office, mentioned that three leaders decided to strengthen their strategic partnership to bolster deterrence against North Korean threats and to foster the rules-based international order. Lee explained that the three nations agreed to further cooperate on the trilateral security operation, like sharing North Korean missile warning information in real time. Also, they agreed to strengthen cooperation on their Indo-Pacific strategies and economic security. It also said that the three leaders discussed ways to bring their trilateral cooperation to new heights, including joint collaboration in the face of North Korea's nuclear and missile threats. While Sunday's meeting lasted less than five minutes as they were on a tight schedule, primarily because of their separate meetings with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, who is also in Hiroshima, to attend the G7 summit. Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, it, it's tough to call it a summit, right? Uh, it mm. was basically, <laughs> to, I mean, the, the, the three leaders, uh, although right. there was no official three-way talk before, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, President Yoon and uh, President Biden has had summits. Uh, President Yoon and Kishida has had summits uh, twice already right. uh, in the, the the start of the Yoon administration and so forth. It's basically getting together and try check, mm-hmm. keeping the, hey guys, you know, remember, uh, this is what we're going to do in regards to North Korea related stuff and things like that. But right. again, this is what Washington had wanted uh, for the longest time mm-hmm. uh, to get South Korea and Japan relations improved greatly. We knew mm-hmm. that uh, during the Yoon administration that things were going to improve. Uh, and uh, Obviously, Washington is uh, very much enjoying this right now. Um, But again, what attracted the media attention the most in President Yoon's uh, what was a a very, very tight schedule in three days uh, in Japan was the joint tribute to the Korean victims uh, of the uh, 1945 atomic bombing in Hiroshima. Uh, We knew that. After the summit talks between Yoon and Kishida in Seoul not too long ago that the two leaders had agreed uh, to pay joint tribute over there, uh, mm-hmm. while on Sunday the two leaders uh, did pay tribute at the memorial mm-hmm. uh, for the Korean victims on the sidelines of the G7 summit, they continue efforts to mend ties, again repeatedly hurt by disputes. Stemming from uh, Japan's wartime atrocities, what does this imply, I guess, is the big question in a broader diplomatic landscape between the two countries? And what messages did they convey, Mian? Yes, so the two leaders made a very highly symbolic joint visit to the World War II era monument in Hiroshima. So Yoon and Kishida, accompanied by their first ladies, stood in front of the memorial where they laid bouquets of white flowers and lowered their heads as they paid tribute to tens of thousands of Koreans who 
who died in the attack 78 years ago. Now, just a little background about the monument in Hiroshima. The memorial in Hiroshima states that out of 200,000 victims, roughly 20,000 were Koreans, some of whom were working in the city as soldiers. The city at the time was also home to munitions factories. Some survivors returned to South Korea, where they actually grappled with discrimination due to their association with the bombing and the harmful effects of radiation. So back to the significance of the visit also comes from the very fact that President Yoon is the first South Korean leader to visit the memorial, underscoring a thou in relations with Japan. The visit demonstrates the ongoing warming of the fractious relationship between the two neighbors and the efforts by the two leaders, which are clearly visible as we can note from their remarks. For example, at the outset of his talks with President Yoon later Sunday morning, Prime Minister Kishida said that the visit was meaningful as a gesture toward world peace and for the development of Tokyo-Seoul ties. In response, President Yoon said that the Kishida's visit to the memorial to Korean victims will be remembered as a brave act. Uh, and also, in remarks provided by Yoon's office, he referred to Prime Minister Kishida using the Korean word uri, which means and conveys kind of emotional closeness and familiarity with Japan. The president further went on to express his appreciation yet again for the uh, Japanese leader having demonstrated sincerity in his visit to the memorial. Again, if you think about Japan uh, being hit with the atomic bomb, which ultimately ended the Second World Mm. War, right? Uh, And a lot of people obviously died uh, because of the atomic bombing. Um, But on the flip side, you look at it historically and not to say that, you know, all the people dying from the atomic bombing was a good thing because it's always devastating when you have a massive number of people dying from war. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's always kind of the, the results of these wars and the, the painful side uh, aspect of wars is there's just too many people that die and it's not just innocent people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the flip side, you can also argue that it was because of the atomic bombing that ultimately ended the Second World War, mm-hmm. uh, also ended uh, the colonization of Japan in in, in Korea, right? Mm-hmm. And so it always was sort of a very sensitive, I think, topic. Yes, uh, where in some ways it was a joyous moment where the colonization right. of Japan finally ended for Korea. Mm-hmm. But also you think about all the people that died mm-hmm. uh, in Japan because of the atomic bombing. But right. again, although it is, you know, I guess in some ways it, it's this is not a, a historical dispute. And that's just a thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And so now a lot of people are saying maybe Kushida, uh, he could do his part uh, and maybe pay tribute uh, mm. to a memorial here in South Korea. But uh, well, we'll have to see. It was nice slow steps is uh, what we're seeing. Guys, we talked about this. The G7 summit, again, the, the major topic of discussions there uh, were on Ukraine and mm. also uh, a lot of issues at hand when it comes to China. Well, Russia and China hit back at the G7 summit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they called it a containment of the two countries. Yungan, let's get the details on this. Yes, SJ. Russia and China have both hit back against the G7 summit and the joint statement that followed. On Sunday, Reuters reported that Russia's foreign ministry said that by inviting Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, the summit turned out to be a propaganda show. 
Meanwhile, China accused the U.S. of politicizing economy and trade after the G7 addressed what's been perceived as China's economic coercion. Well, China expressed strong objection to the G7's interfer- interference in their internal affairs, stating that Taiwan is an internal matter. Look, uh, the fact of the matter is, uh, since a few years back, uh, because of uh, you know trade tensions, we, we used the word trade war mm-hmm. uh, a few years back during the Trump era, uh, escalated even more during the uh, the Biden administration and the relations between Washington and Beijing is probably at one of the lowest points right now but despite mm-hmm. all this uh, amid a series of high-level talks uh, between Washington and Beijing has been uh, taking place Biden after his G7 summit uh, he held a press conference and uh, he said that there are efforts to improve relations between the United States and China and that the uh, frosty ties are mm-hmm. going to be thawed very shortly is the way that he put it. Let's get more on that as well. That's right, SJ. During the press conference after the G7 summit, U.S. President Joe Biden pointed out that the Chinese spy balloon uh, incident in January stopped efforts to resume communication, including an agreement between the leaders of the U.S. and China. However, he hinted a change in relations between the two countries, saying that he would soon see a thaw. It is a remark that supports the resumption of communication in many ways after the recent meeting between National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan and Wang Yi, a member of the Central Political Bureau of the Communist Party of China. And with the U.S.-China defense ministers meeting in Singapore next month, the U.S. is also considering lifting sanctions on China's new defense minister, Li Xiangfu, who was subject to sanctions in 2018. So regarding the G7 summit statement, President Biden emphasized that he did not want to separate from China, but that it was an effort to eliminate risks and diversify relations. Yeah, so like the, to- the, the, the terminology that China was using in regards to what the Western countries are doing uh, to China is the word decoupling. Mm-hmm. And Biden is basically saying, listen, this is not us decoupling from China. It's mm-hmm. de-risking ourselves and diversifying mm-hmm. our portfolios because I guess in some ways, because China dominates the market, right? right. And then right. if there are certain tensions between uh, China and some of the other countries, mm-hmm. they're afraid that there might be some, uh, some uh, I guess, uh, tit-for-tat moves where mm-hmm. they're not going to give certain items and things like that. And so instead of right. kind of focusing on just one source of materials, they're trying to diversify the portfolio is what Biden is trying to say. Now, of course, uh, whether or not you believe that mm-hmm. is another thing. But uh, Biden did right. come out saying that uh, they're still, despite the fact that they're trying to improve ties with Beijing, that there are certainly going to be still things that they don't want to import to China because he's afraid mm-hmm. that they're going to use that to make uh, weapons of mass destruction and mm-hmm. things like that. But uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll right. see. Biden did hint that uh, there might be uh, summit talks with uh, Xi Jinping. But right. again, the other issue is on Ukraine. Uh, and it's also notable that there was a meeting between the leaders of South Korea and Ukraine. We're talking about President Yoon Sogyar and uh, Vladimir Zelensky. This was the first time it took, uh, and it took place on the last day over at the G7 summit in Hiroshima. Uh, today, South Korea has been delivering, uh, as of today, we've been delivering, for example, humanitarian aid, uh, basically non-lethal assistance, uh, despite the fact that uh, Ukraine and uh, the U.S. has 
requested that South Korea begin assisting them with lethal weapons. South Korea, you know, President Yoon kind of hinted at it here and there, uh, but still he's been hesitant. Uh, there's more assistance headed to Ukraine, uh, but uh, we, we want to know if uh, whether or not the momentum has shifted ever since uh, the two leaders had talked. What do you know in, in regards to this, Mian? Yeah, so now according to a government official, um, President Yoon and President Zelensky touched on the issue of non-lethal weapon um, assistance during the meeting and actually a working level review is underway by the relevant ministries. It was reported that President Yoon received a list from President Zelensky at the summit regarding non-lethal weapons assistance. So as reported, uh, President Yoon promised additional non-lethal aid to Ukraine during the first ever meeting. This includes uh, mine clearance equipment and ambulance vehicles. Yoon and Zelensky also agreed on the need for bilateral cooperation for the post-war recovery of Ukraine. Uh, the Yoon Zelensky meeting was arranged at Ukraine's request, and this was only a few days after when Ukrainian President Zelensky's wife, Olena Zelenska, uh, visited Seoul on May 15th as a special representative, representative of the Ukrainian president. Uh, during her visit to Seoul, she asked uh, President Yoon to ship air defense systems to Ukraine and provide assistance with modern technology. Now, as of today, as SJ mentioned earlier, South Korea has provided some kind of financial and humanitarian support to Kiev, but has not shipped any weapons yet. And in April, President Yoon said that Seoul may start shipping weapons to Kiev if a serious threat to civilian emerges, like he is hinting. Mm -hmm. And after Zelenska visited Seoul in May, a spokesman from the President Office, Ido said that the president would provide aid to Kiev in close coordination with NATO member states and the international community. And Zelensky understood that Seoul considers armed shipments somewhat problematic. Nonetheless, uh, President Yoon expressed his support for Korean companies to participate in Ukraine's reconstruction project and also contribute to the country's rapid postal recovery. That's right. I believe uh, the land minister uh, is over in Poland right now mm -hmm. uh, and talks about uh, reconstruction of uh, Ukraine post-war. Um, but again, uh, there were some signs that South Korea may be assisting Ukraine with lethal weapons because of the uh, the, the the interview that was conducted by President Yoon Sagar before his uh, visit to Washington. But uh, for now, it seems like uh, it is going to be non-lethal uh, weapons here. Uh, Moving on here, we're going to continue to talk about diplomacy. We've been talking about how uh, President Yoon Zagar has been very, very busy uh, mm -hmm. in the past few months uh, holding talks with a number of world leaders. This time, mm -hmm. South Korea-Germany summit, uh, South Korean and the German leaders. Uh, this, of course, uh, German leader uh, Chancellor Olaf Scholz mm -hmm. uh, pledged to build on 140 years of ties with high-tech and defense tech cooperation. Yoon Gang, let's get the uh, details of that. That's right, SJ. Following the G7 summit in Hiroshima, President Yoon returned to Seoul, where he headed to a bilateral summit with German Chancellor Olaf Scholz as soon as he landed. 
South Korea and Germany have agreed to increase supply chain cooperation in defense and high-tech areas. Both countries are looking to establish a deal to protect military secrets to boost cooperation on defense technologies. President Yoon Seok-yeol and German Chancellor Olaf Scholz held bilateral talks in Seoul on Sunday following the three-day G7 summit in Hiroshima. Speaking at a joint press conference, the two leaders stressed the importance of building economic bond as both economies are highly dependent on exports and are facing systemic changes in global supply chains. Scholz further raised the need to reduce economic um, dependency on China, highlighting partnerships with countries like South Korea and Japan. Scholz mentioned, quote, we will also cooperate with South Korea, especially in the field of electric vehicle and battery production. In particular, um, we will strengthen cooperation with the Republic of Korea by strengthening our innovation capacity in the semiconductor sector. Also, Yoon and Scholz agreed to quickly establish a military secret protection agreement to increase cooperation in the defense industry. Also, aside from the German leader, uh, President, will uh, President Yoon Sagar meet any other world leaders uh, from the European countries or maybe hold summit to, I guess, make an effort to further cooperations in the, uh, the region? Yes, SJ. Actually, they did have this afternoon. Well, President Yoon Seok-yeol held a summit meeting with European Union leaders who visited South Korea at the presidential office in Yongsan this afternoon. President Yoon held a summit with EU Commission President Ursula von der Leyen and EU Summit President Charles Michel before holding a joint press conference and an official dinner. It is the first time that the current EU leadership has visited Korea at the same time, and they visited South Korea for talks with President Yoon after attending the G7 summit in Hiroshima, Japan. Well, uh, during the meeting, they discussed various issues, including ways to expand current Korea-EU cooperation to three key areas, especially like green, health, and digital. We're going to move on here. Uh, certainly a topic that we've been talking about uh, mm. for quite a bit uh, in, in the three-plus years that I've been hosting Korea now. Uh, we've talked about it since then. Uh, that is in regards to the discharge of uh, contaminated water from the Fukushima nuclear power plant. Uh, mm. We know that South Korea has been very concerned in regards to this. Uh, there's been talks uh, even during the summit talk between Yoon and Kushida in Seoul not too long ago. The two leaders had agreed that uh, South Korean inspectors would be heading over to Fukushima. I know there was some back and forth on the, uh, I guess, the definition of what an inspection would entail for the South Korean inspectors. But nevertheless, mm. we have a 21-member team uh, in here uh, in Fukushima. Mm -hmm. uh, they are going to be conducting inspections and maybe hold talks with relevant officials in Japan as well. Mian, uh, you have more on this. Sure. So a team of 21 South Korean experts is visiting Japan as we speak now to inspect facilities related to water released from the wrecked Fukushima nuclear power plant. Uh, nuclear Safety and Security Commission Chairperson Yugu Ki, who is the leader of the inspection team, said easing safety concerns of the South Korean Public is part of his his team's um, job description. Before the departure, uh, you told reporters at Incheon Airport that quote, if we take a scientific approach to explain what we saw and what we need to confirm further, then I think people will have more trust in us. Unquote. Now the team, which includes experts in the nuclear reactor, radiation sector, as well as in radiation in the marine environment, will review the safety of the discharging process 
process and check Tokyo's um, capability in analyzing radioactive materials. So they really have full schedules on the go. The South Korean officials will first meet with representatives from relevant authorities in Japan on Monday, including the uh, Tokyo Electric Power, which runs the plant, as well as the industry ministry and the Nuclear Regulation Authority. Those meetings will be followed by an inspection of the plant on Tuesday and Wednesday. Based on their visit, the South Korean team will have in-depth discussions and Q&A sessions with uh, Japanese officials on their last day, which is the Thursday. Uh, During the examination, the delegation will have an opportunity to examine the plant's uh, custom purification system, known as ALPS, and assess the results of the water purification process. Now, in a response to a critic saying that why isn't the team collecting the sample, uh, Yuguki replied that the International Atomic um, Energy Agency has already taken samples through their verification program and uh, themselves also have been analyzing, uh, so using already has collected samples, which is somewhat um, making a lot of controversies these days. Yeah. Now, meanwhile, you emphasize, emphasize that they will check on the safety of the process based on the soundness of the science without bias. Yeah, again, and uh, what some of the the people of Korea are hoping is that this is not an inspection to show that they come out and uh, in hopes to further improve ties with Japan, mm. you know, miraculously, everything is... That's not what they're basing this on, is what no. they're basically saying. They're going, we're going to use science, we're going to mm. analyze mm-hmm. whatever information that they get. And of course, uh, Mian did mention the, the controversy. The big controversy always has been, people mm. haven't really been trusting the IAEA and the no. kind of results and the, the, the testing that they've been doing mm. because uh, it seems like the nuclear experts and what they've been saying in regards to the contaminated water and what the IAEA has been saying has mm. been very contradicting and so hopefully uh again we do get the proper inspection and the proper Mm -hmm. i guess answers from these experts uh we are Mm going to stay with the fukushima nuclear power uh the uh, the wastewater issue here we have the chief of the democratic party Lee Jae myung Mm -hmm. condemning president yoon that it's irresponsible to say positive comments on drinking contaminated water what exactly is he talking about here yoon Gyeong? Uh, yes, SJ. So, Lee Jae-myung, leader of the Democratic Party of Korea, criticized the Korean government on the 20th, saying, quote, Well, for Japanese government, releasing contaminated water might be their option for their benefit, but there is no reason for the Korean president and the government to agree with it. Lee said um, he made the remarks at the gathering held in front of Seoul Press Center, saying that, quote, Japan maintains that it's not contaminated water, but treated water, so you don't need to collect samples. But for this, it is not right to say nonsense words such as it is okay to drink contaminated water as drinking water as the president of South Korea, adding this is abandoning the responsibility of the president and the government to protect the lives and safety of the people. Um, no matter what anyone says, even if it, even if the experts say it's okay to drink 10 liters every day, what's certain is that the Japanese government itself thinks it's a useless and dangerous substance, so it's throwing out the contaminated water to the sea, he asked back. Well, uh, Lee expressed his willingness to continue to prevent the discharge of contaminated water and continue to criticize the government in connection with civil society organizations that oppose the discharge of contaminated water from the Fukushima nuclear power plant into the sea. Yeah, so the argument that was long used by people who have been very much against the idea Mm -hmm. of releasing this contaminated wastewater into the ocean Mm -hmm. is that 
if indeed, just like the Japanese government says, it is so safe to even、yeah. drink this water. Why waste this water? There, there's water shortage everywhere. Why not drink this and、right. use the water to water plants and trees and drink water, make、uh, bottled water, the Fukushima、mm-hmm. label、uh, special edition <laughs>、uh, drinking water? Why not do that? That's the argument, right? But, but the fact of the matter is, is experts are saying, and I think even、um, the Japanese officials have even said, there's what they said was trace amounts of tritium. Tritium, ladies and gentlemen, is cancerous. You cannot drink、oh、something that is cancerous. This has a half life of, I forget the number, it's like 17.5 years or something like that.、Oh, it, is, wow. it is dangerous to drink tritium, but what they're saying is like because there's so much water in the ocean that it's going to be diluted and so、oh. forth. But again, if it's so safe, why not make special edition <laughs> bottled water?、Exactly. That, don't, don't waste that water. You know what I mean?、From、Come on.、Hoshina. So that's the thing, right? And so、right. again,、uh, the criticism has been. Think of the people first before anything. But、mm-hmm. what about on regard? What, 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 what does、uh, Lee Jae-myung think on regards to the Korean government dispatching the inspection team、uh, for the,、uh, the, the Fukushima nuclear power plant and the,、uh, the Alps、uh, facility? Yes, so for that, regarding the inspection team, Izumyung said, quote, We should never set a screen for Japan's speculation of contaminated water.、Uh, he pointed out that, quote, For the life and health of the people, thorough and transparent verification of contaminated water is essential. Adding, However, the Yunsogir regime does not seem to have any intention of doing so. He criticized that, I'm really concerned that the Yunsogir regime is moving according to the script set by Japan. He said, if there is any risk to the health of the people, we have to verify its safety a hundred times.、Uh, Representative Lee said, we should not protect Japan, but protect the safety of our people. And stressed, we should oppose it as the President of the Republic of Korea and the government of the Republic of Korea, which will suffer the most. Yeah, again, I mean, President Yoon and the Yoon administration did show before that they are somewhat more. Focused on the people rather than improving ties with Japan with the Fukushima contaminated、mm. water issue because the UN administration still bans、mm. uh, seafood and agriculture from Fukushima.、Mm. Uh, if there was a lifting of the ban, I think they knew that there was going to be a huge uproar.、Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, this is what we're hoping for, right? That, that the inspection、right. team gets transparent information、mm-hmm. and that they think of、uh, the, the people first and not. Relations with Japan because relations、Absolutely. with Japan has improved a lot uh, yeah, yeah. moving forward here.、Mm-hmm. Uh, the ruling party, in the meantime, we've talked about how there's been some scandals, a bunch of scandals in regards to the DP.、Uh, the PPP is accusing the main opposition Democratic Party of stirring up anti Japanese sentiments.、Uh, this is、uh, an accusation that the PPP has been making for quite a long time、mm-hmm. here.、Uh, with What they're saying is they're using anti Japanese sentiments to、uh, basically cover up ex party member Kim Nam Gook on his crypto scandal.、Uh, some people are saying that、uh, it probably shouldn't be a called a scandal because what's wrong with just investing in cryptocurrency? But there was,、uh, I guess,、uh, some controversies、mm-hmm. in regards to maybe his link to WeMix and his image as this very frugal person and things like that. Well, how is the PPP responding to the DPL、uh, in regards to this, Mia? Yes, so a very scathing criticism poured forth from Representative Kim Gyan of the PPP this morning on DP's attack on the government's dispatch、uh, to, of an inspection team to Japan. 
So Representative Kim Gyeon replied by throwing a question back to the DP that how is the DP's embarrassing behavior referring to um, their lawmaker Kim Nanguk's case is not a big deal, whilst the inspection team composed of top experts make no sense. So he further commented that the DP is desperate to just condemn president's diplomatic actions because the president's approval is rising thanks to normalizing bilateral and uh, trilateral relations with Japan and the U.S. Also, the PPP strongly pinpointed the DP's attempts to cover Kim Nanguk's scandal and turn the public eye away from their own issue and said that the DP's attempt to speak ill, ill of whole uh, Fukushima-related issue with pure uh, sophistry showed just how desperate they are to shift the attention away from their own problems. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little bit concerned about the Fukushima. <laughs> uh, I'm concerned. I'm not. I'm not sure if that's uh, using it to kind of spin it out of the way and try to, you know, cover up the issue. I think this is a uh, issue that even some PPP uh, supporters mm. are because yeah. it's not a political thing, right? Mm. It's a, it's a it's a South Korea yeah, thing. Yeah. It's not even a not just South Korea thing. It's going to be a China thing. It's going to be a North Korea thing. It's mm. going to be a Russia thing soon enough. It's going to be uh, right. the United States because the ocean, right. that area is shared by a of number course. of countries out there. So, uh, again, not a political issue here. Uh, right. We're going to move on. Uh, uh, goodness, this is going to be a big thing. I, I remember uh, how mad cow disease. Uh, I'm going to call this mad cow disease because yes. I cannot pronounce whatever BS, <laughs> BSE stands for bovine spongiform encephalopathy. Uh, this is happening. There's a breakout uh, over in the United States here, but it's called the mad cow disease, basically. Yes. Uh, that's what we know this uh, more as. We have U.S. beef imports, a uh, large chunk of them that comes mm. into south korea mm -hmm. now south korea has had issues in regards yes. to the mad cow disease and their concerns over mad cow disease and there's been ban mm -hmm. on u.s import beef before as well right. now that we have this news of another mad cow disease uh, outbreak in, in the united states mm -hmm. uh we have obviously relevant officials and ministries mm -hmm. really scanning this uh, you can get, let's get the details of this. That's right, SJ. The Ministry of Agriculture, Food and Rural Affairs announced on the 21st that it will strengthen quarantine on U.S. beef imports after confirming that a mad cow disease occurred at the slaughterhouse in South Carolina. Well, first of all, as a provisional measure, uh, the rate of in-kind inspections on U.S. beef will be increased from the current 3% to 10% from the 22nd. It also asks the U.S. government government for epidemiological information on the outbreak of unstructured mad cow disease and plans to consider whether additional measures are needed by considering related regulations and the results of U.S. epidemiological investigations. Well, unlike um, formal mad cow disease, which is caused by ingestion of contaminated feed, amorphous mad cow disease occurs very rarely in the elderly over eight years of age and there are, are no cases of human infection. Well, the U.S. Department of Agriculture said the previous day that one of the beef cattle raised in Tennessee had atypical mad cow disease and were discarded and not supplied to the food chain. Yeah, again, I mean, uh, South Koreans, uh, it caused a huge uproar uh, oh, some years course. ago. 
Uh, and there was being, a yeah, two thousand oh, yes. something. Yeah, two thousand something, yeah. and then right. that was, and that actually caused a, a huge yeah. diplomatic uproar as well. Yes. I mean, there was a, there was like protests going yes. on. There's a ban uh, U.S. beef, but hopefully this is an isolated case and it doesn't uh, break out into something mm. uh, massive. Uh, nevertheless, guys, as always, thank you very much for your reports today. Have a safe rest of the week, and we'll see you guys again. Thank you. Thank you. You can listen to Korea Now with me, SJ Lee, by downloading the Arirang Radio application or tune in online by visiting www.arirangradio.com. So make sure you tune in Mondays through Fridays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Korea time.